Nancy. Alright, let me close that out. And that should work pretty well. Okay. Well, Jared, uh, thanks for even coming on the show. I didn't... I, I When I emailed you, honestly, didn't even expect a response. I just figured, hey... Uh, people were saying that I should I should at least try and talk to you and see if we could do an interview since we were doing interviews with other creators on the show. Yeah, and no problem. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. Welcome to I'll Discuss Anything, everybody. Today we've got Jared Nobbenbauer, Pro Jared. I think definitely not your first interview, I'm sure. Uh, You know, it actually might be. Really? Yeah, I think I've only ever done, like, really, really short ones for other conventions and things, and those were always just, like, five minutes or less. What, so you've never done, a, like, a sit-down and actually talk about your channel interview? No. And, like, your work? No. Oh, man. So, well, let's hope that... Yeah, first. I did it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe first. Maybe first here. Okay. Well, uh, I sent you the... I sent you all the questions uh, before we even started this thing. And so, is there any particular question that you thought was interesting that you wanted to start with first? Uh, I was going to let you decide. Like, whatever you're most intrigued by will go that way. Okay. Well, I guess... I, I, I guess the, mo the one that was most intriguing for me was probably, like, what's, what's the typical week for you? Somebody asked, like, oh. what, what's the, what, what, do you, what do you have to do to keep your schedule? Because your schedule is, pre is pretty hectic, from what I can tell. You've got... What you've got a you've got gaming videos out every day. Yes. You stream, what is it, four or three times a week? Yeah. So, I actually had to develop something like uh, resembling a schedule, just because I had so much going on that I didn't want to miss out on too much stuff or fall behind on things. And I still feel like I'm falling behind on things, but uh, yeah. So I do a gameplay video every single day, and I also stream four days a week. So usually my weeks are, uh, I typically get up in the morning around like, well, I'll wake up like 9, 9.30. I'll get out of bed maybe around 10.30. And then that's when I'll actually start my day. Lucky uh, you. I, yeah. <laughs> I, stream, uh, I stream every Monday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I used to have a fifth day in there on Wednesday, but then I started feeling burnout pretty, pretty hard. Because I was basically yeah. like in performance mode six days a week, and that got to be a lot. Uh, so even though Tuesdays and Wednesdays I don't stream, Tuesdays are the days that I spend filming everything for Pro Jared Plays. I, I spend uh, one day getting like a whole week's worth of stuff done. So I'll record seven gameplay videos. I'll send those off over to my editor. And then I'll also start making the thumbnails and getting the uploads and stuff ready then and there. Plus catching up any other uploads that I may have been a little behind on, behind on getting the week, week ready. So for the most part, it's yeah, it's Monday stream, Tuesday record gameplay videos uh, with all the extra work on top of that. That usually takes me from like 12, 1 p.m. until 8, 9 p.m. Depending. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wednesdays and Fridays are my work on anything else day. So Wednesdays will be like usually backend administrative stuff like emails or, or brand deals or business stuff uh, or script writing. Fridays is supposed to be my days off, but I still usually end up in front of the computer anyway. And I might just like check on something or work on a little something. But usually Fridays are supposed to be my day off. Hardly works out doing this. 
You're stuck doing this? Why didn't you tell me this was your day off? I uh, now That's I how bad. I knew I was going to be available. Oh, that's awful. I, okay. That's fine. I was already just recording something else anyway. Don't worry. Were you really? Yeah, oh I was. <laughs> you truly are a workhorse. So uh, when do you actually ever take time off? Do you, are you, are you like me and you're just one of those guys that just really doesn't? Well, that's actually something that I've kind of had to kind of train myself to get better at. And I've gotten better at just having evenings off. So if I stream, you know, 12 to 6 on Thursday or something, uh, I usually stop around there because that's when I start to get hungry. And I'll get dinner. Uh, and afterwards, I'll usually be able to, like, just sit on the couch, put something mindless on the TV while I, like, play games or do anything else. Just kind of, like, relax the voice, relax the brain for a bit. Or even if I just sit down and play games just for me or talk to other people on on discord so i do at least somehow manage so that my evenings has some relaxation in there even if it's just like a couple hours before bed i'm not just going from like work working up until right before i go to sleep like i don't want to do that I always have at least a couple of hours of wind down of some sort yeah that was another one of the questions was what what do you do to unwind uh usually play magic the gathering <laughs> oh, me, me too, man. Which uh, that's that's what actually what I spend every Monday on is just streaming Magic. But then, are you playing I... Arena? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah. I I did a video on it, be saying like this has literally become like what I do to to unwind. Oh yeah, especially now that it's on mobile, I'll be able to like just do drafts or whatever on my phone. I'll be at poorly because the mobile interface isn't great, but it's I can garbage. at least do some Magic. Or even just during the day, like, I'll get something done on my off day. And it's like 2.30, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to throw up a read up, listen to a podcast, and just chill with that for a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, so even though, like, I stream that I, every Monday for six hours, I still like playing it on my off times <laughs> as well. Uh, besides from that, uh, other relaxation stuff, usually um, I've been playing a lot of Valheim recently. That's been, like, one of my personal, like, off-stream games for me with and me and my friends have been enjoying do you like it uh, oh yeah really really liking that one uh stardew valley is also just like another good relaxation farm one especially that they got the newest update on the switch i'll just play it that way i still haven't i still haven't played stardew valley in any multiplayer since and oh, i've so heard i've heard i've heard that that's probably one of the more calming ways to play it i just oh, can't sure. I, I don't know what it is about Stardew Valley. I love Harvest Moon. I love uh, several other farming games. And those those classic ones have something special for me, especially like the GameCube era. But I don't know mm. exactly what it is about Stardew Valley that I just can't, I can't bring myself to play. I think I've played like five hours of Stardew Valley, man. I have not put any time into it. Go for it. You'll, you'll love it. <laughs> trust, trust, trust me, my dude. Like, it'll be great. Uh, so you, who are you playing like Valheim with? You have anything oh, just, you uh, plug? Uh, j no, it's just with my personal friends, like the same best friends I've had since middle school. You have personal friends? My God, lucky you! I know. Yeah, it's not always collab stuff with other YouTubers. Um, <laughs> although if I if I do other stuff with YouTubers right now, it's a lot of Among Us. Really? Oh uh, yeah, like uh, we have our own like Among Us server, and usually people will. Just, like, throw up, hey, let's play Among Us right now, even if it's, like, 11 p.m. at night. Usually Shane from Digino Gaming. He's, like, the first person to be, like, let's play Among Us right now. Let's go. Really? 
Yeah, he loves it. He's the first one, person to always want to get that going and try to get other people to join it. My, so. my, my, like inclination. Like I own Among Us, right? I've played mm -hmm. it on stream. I've done a couple of things of Among Us. But when my niece started coming over to my house more often, I realized that that's like all she does is either play Among Us or watch people play Among yeah. Us. So I kind of. I, I kind of feel bad. I don't know. I'm I'm a 30 year old man, uh, sitting here playing the same thing that my you know n well nine year old nieces, and my wife has no idea what's going on. But it does give me the bonus of when we're going through the Burger King parking lot, I can say that something is sus. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and then my wife will be like, "What are you talking about?" And I'll be I'll just look at my niece and be like. My wife is I'll, my wife's named Kira. I'll just be like, Kira's going Vince. Kira's going Vince. I just saw her come out of Vince, and <laughs> and the, my niece thinks it's hilarious. But of course, I feel like an actual man child for yeah. even doing that. My uh, the, the same best friend that I would play Valheim with was telling me about how you'd be playing like Apex Legends or something with his nephew. Yeah, and just playing with them. Like his nephew'd be like, "Oh, we can go over there, but that building looks pretty sus." And he's like, and my best friend would be like, "What the fuck did you just say to me?" <laughs> and I had to, I had to explain to him where "sus" came from and how it's just like a thing because no one how knows how to spell suspicious. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude. Did you notice? Uh, did Did you see that like really famous tweet? Not it was probably like last week where somebody like made callouts for for chess. Like they just made like CS:GO. They took CS:GO callouts. <laughs> no, I haven't. It was it was hilarious. Like opening with a with a knight was called banana, and I was like, ah, oh, god, I can see myself like actually doing that from now on because it's <laughs> like that hooked angle. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that in my head. I'm gonna actually be like, I, I don't know, and like if white goes with one of the mid pawns, and it was like double white doors. I don't remember that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't I, know I've why. not seen that. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so you've you've gone away from Monster Hunter though. Like you you've done you you've done tons of Monster Hunter stuff, and then it feels yeah. like did you did you play World a bunch when it came out? Because I know oh, before yeah. when Try was out, you were doing so much Monster Hunter. Yes. And that was like that was your big thing. Like now you know you're doing you're doing all these other things, but why why the fall off with Monster Hunter? I, I haven't stopped playing Monster Hunter, for the record. Like, I actually still keep up with the series. I still play the new ones. I still play them quite a bit. But, yeah, there was, like, uh, this is, you know, reaching 10 years ago where I kind of got to be known or seen as the quote-unquote Monster Hunter guy. Yeah. But my goal was never to be, like, a Monster Hunter channel. Like, I like doing the new beginner's guide. I like people bringing attention to it to something that I just love and have enjoyed for decades now. But then it very quickly became clear to me that there are so many other YouTube channels out there that are dedicated solely to Monster Hunter, and they just do a better job than me. Yeah, but you love it so much. Why I not do. do it anyways? Yeah like, yeah, like I'll still talk about it, but like I, I, I don't feel like I don't like doing something that someone else has already done if I don't feel like I could provide something new or something different or something better. And with YouTube channels out there like Eric's, who I actually got to meet at E3 once because we were at the Capcom booth, well, like channels like that out there, like they're crushing it. Like if you, so anyone needs any kind of Monster Hunter information or anything, they can go over there. 
Like, yeah. absolutely. I still play Monster Hunter. I'll stream it whenever it comes out. I'll do gameplay videos of it. I'll probably review or talk about whatever the new games are. Absolutely. But, like, the, the, the kind of, like, dedicated videos or edited videos to it, I just, it doesn't feel needed anymore because so many other people are just out there and, like, that's their drive and that's their purpose. Like, I'm, I'm kind of glad, yeah, I'm kind of glad, like, I was able to open the door for a lot of people to get into the series. But if they, like, want to dive into the deep end, I just feel like there are better options out there than me. You're going to hate this. I told you, I think, in the email that I, I've been keeping up with your stuff for a couple of years. And it's true. I've, I've probably kept up with your stuff for probably a decade. I've known about yeah. you since college. But the you definitely introduced me to monster hunter as a person who never was interested in it and i watched you play try and i was like i'm not gonna play monster hunter on a mobile system and then when world came out you obviously showed me that and then i was like well i might actually get into that so i did and i played world endlessly like when it came out so much it was it was all i did for weeks and I, I gotta say, I'm honestly surprised you didn't do more with World, considering how much, how grandiose it is. Yeah, I mean, there's also, it's also something I struggle with that personally. Is like, it also starts getting to be stressful for me, because, especially with anything with YouTube, they, you kind of get that feeling of, like, there being a rat race, you know? Yeah. Gotta be the first one to take on this monster, the first one to take this down, or like how <laughs> big or cool I am, and like I just had kind of had to admit to myself, especially as I was trying to cover or talk about so many other things, there's just no way for me to keep up. So and that's why there was really, never a pro Jared episode on Monster Hunter. Um, I on the new ones, right? I would ever if I were ever do a pro Jared video, which I've actually been planning for some time now. I'd just go back and do the original one on PlayStation Two and talk about that. That'd be a wonderful idea. But for like all the new ones, like I don't feel. I, I, I can't keep up. I don't have that drive. Like, I don't want to go crazy. Like, I don't want to have Monster Hunter comes out and then two days later be like, here's a review for it. It's like, oh that, my God. There's no, there's no way. Like, there's no freaking way. Like, that doesn't feel right. I would drive myself insane. And I can't really do that. So I, I keep playing Monster Hunter because I enjoy it and I want to keep it in a zone that it's something like I still enjoy playing. And. That's, if I try to like make it into content or what have you, I feel like that joy is going to be sucked out of it and they'll want to not play Monster Hunter and I don't want that. It's going to be work. It's yeah. going to become work. Absolutely. Did I, did, have you played Omori yet? No. First off, 100% recommended. I did a, I did a video on it. If, you know, if anybody cares about my views on that, I'm sure they've probably seen it. That's probably, I'm pretty sure that's my most viewed video now, but uh, Omori was a fantastic game. I loved it. I I actually I, looked at that back when it came out in December, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, this actually looks really cool. And I actually looked at, like, the uh, general time to to beat, and I was like, I don't have time for that. Damn. Dude, I that was why I was, that's why I'm bringing it up. So when Omori came out, I played and beat Omori in three days. Wow. And, like, I rushed through it. Like, I didn't enjoy myself. I enjoyed the game for what it was, but I did what you're talking about with Monster Hunter. I played it, beat it in three days, and then released a review in two. And mm. I have never wanted to die more than that moment. I have never, like, been so burnt out. I was so fucking tired. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm so exhausted. I still do everything myself, so mm -hmm. that that uh that I can't just like be a one man production team just churn stuff out like that. Like that, it's just it's so. Uh, it's just so exhausting to do yeah. anything like that. So yeah, I I absolutely feel ya on like that trying to get that out as fast as possible to hit like that, you know that that YouTube optimization and search engine and analytics blah 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 blah. It's like I I, I can't do it anymore. I somehow managed to be one of like the first three people to review it, but that was the only thing I ended up doing. Uh, speaking of the like making your own stuff, recording your own stuff, editing your own stuff, like how long does it take to make those pro Jared episodes? Too long. Too <laughs> too um, long. It really depends on the subject matter. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, what's taking the most time is just playing the damn game. Because right now, you know, my big thing is I'm trying to go through every single Final Fantasy game. Yeah. And the fact that, like, I need to play all these games from start to finish, and they're all, you know, roughly 40-hour games, that takes a long time. And then there's a lot to talk about. So then the scripting process also takes me longer than I would like because I try to be very, very careful with my words and also make sure I don't leave anything out that I really want to talk about. So you're making sure that you have, like, not only are you making sure that you're playing absolutely everything, doing absolutely everything. I mean, what are you going to do when you get to 10, man? Like, are you going to do the 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 monster rally or what is that called? Monster arena for 10? I mean, I'm not going to I'm not trying to recomplete the game. I'm not going to sit there and dodge 200 lightning bolts or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like I, you got to mention that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Doesn't mean I got to finish it. True. I, I, that just sounds like punishment on yourself for something yeah, like it does. 10 or, yeah. I mean, so, like, at some point, like, I just have to, like, cut myself off and be like, no, you have to be done here. Otherwise, like, you'll go insane. Yeah. So, the, the scripting process alone, like, I, I try to take a lot of time on, choose my words carefully, um, have things, like, like, flow really, really matters to me. Like, the flow of discussion when it comes to this matters a lot and i've seen it in like other videos before where it's like there's no transition from one thought to another it just it's like very very jarring it or is really noticeable to me so because yeah. of that if i'm like stuck in a stuck on a section of a of a script or something i won't let myself move on until i'm done with that section to make sure i keep that flow and that thought process as smooth as possible so that as i'm saying it the listener slash viewer can keep up that's a so, very difficult thing to do man with yeah, with these long ass games, especially when they want to talk about their plots, like that, it becomes a lot. So I would say the the scripting process is the most difficult part for me, because that's like the foundation of the whole video. Like I don't I don't want to make that lacking, or I don't want to just like throw out a rough draft, just be like good enough, of and, course, uh, and then just like churn it out, like I said earlier. So, I've literally done that before. I understand yeah, the. I've been there I think too. we all have. I think we all have put out like yeah. something subpar, just to get done. Yeah, yeah. What but was? I, what's your favorite thing that you've put out so far? Just speaking oh, of geez. those videos. Um, hard to say. I think my personal favorite slash best ones is Final Fantasy VI video, Chrono Trigger video, and Sonic Adventure Two. Oh, I forgot you did Chrono Trigger. I yeah, don't, I don't. Sonic Adventure 2, 
by the way, is an amazing game, Jared, please. It is not. There are, <laughs> there are parts of it that are amazing, yes. Yeah, I know, I know. I've... Uh, yeah, those those were videos, kind of like I said earlier, kind of in relation to like the Monster Hunter stuff. Yeah, those like people have talked about those to death. Yeah, like like by then, like that was not like a fresh subject or a new subject. But those were games that I personally felt I was bringing a new thought to, or a different perspective, or an aspect that people had not considered or seen before, and that's why I made those videos. What about the scripting for those? Were they as hard as all the rest of them? Now that you thought that you had like a since you thought that you had like a general thing to say that was different from what other people had said oh no sonic adventure 2 is so easy was it really sonic sonic fun shadow fun rest bad done yeah it's true <laughs> i can't believe you don't uh, like i can't believe you don't like the knuckles and the eggman stages man like, come on the some of the knuckles ones are okay like i said i will <laughs> i will die literally die on pumpkin hill i don't care yeah. But, like, they just get, like, bad later on as soon as you're in, like, the space moon or whatever, especially the Rouge ones. Uh, oh, the space colony arc, dude. Yeah, yeah, those ones. I was like, ugh, yeah. kill me. With, like, the weird gravity and whatnot. I did um, those on stream, and I just, I was just continuously dying. I was watching other people do it on stream once, and I was like, all right, good. It's not just me. No, it's, it's the most frustrating yeah. part of that game, easily. Especially the tail stages where you have no control. Mm -hmm. The, um, the Chrono Trigger video was actually kind of an interesting way, one, on how that came to be, because it was not a video I had planned on doing at all. What happened was, this is when I was living in Texas, there was some storm or something that was really bad that just knocked out my internet for like two and a half days. Mm. So I just like couldn't do anything and... I forgot what it was I was working on or some other video or whatever it was. I couldn't actually work on it because I did not have internet access to get what I needed to do it. So I had to do something to pass my time. So I just sat down and played Chrono Trigger. And this is the first time I had played Chrono Trigger in probably like 15 years at least. And after playing through it just on my own, I was like, holy crap, Like, look at all these brilliant things that they did. Look how like smart things that they did. This is amazing. I didn't record any of this. So I had to go. I actually, like, I beat the game, loved it, and then realized I, like, I got to talk about this because I've had just all these, like, almost epiphanies about the game. So after beating it, I moved all my equipment over to actually record it and started over from the beginning and played through Did it again really? right away. Yeah, I didn't. I was not recording when I was playing it. That oh was just for God. me. But, like, I, after afterwards, I was like, holy crap. So then I had to play through it again and actually record it to show off like the very specific things that I wanted to show and like it like how it was more brilliant than I ever realized or gave it credit for. Really, you didn't. Yeah. So you weren't like you weren't like a huge, excuse, as the children say, a stan. You weren't. I mean, you weren't I, a huge Chrono Trigger stan. I, I mean, I, I was like I was like oh yeah, Chrono Trigger, easily one of the best RPGs on the Super Nintendo, but like mm -hmm. I never could really vocalize why. Really? And then it was like uh, when I played it again, like it was all the very f finer details that became very apparent to me. That's when I was like, okay, yeah, this is why the game's amazing. Not just because the soundtrack is good and like I like doing the double text or whatever. It's all the stuff around that. What did you What did you end up giving it? I don't even remember. Uh, it was a broken clock out of ten because it was. Oh, endless. there you go. Okay, I gave it a ten. I I use actual numbers, uh, but. I, I, used, I ended up giving. I it use a 10 metaphors, myself. and then no one understands the metaphor at the end. 
Didn't you say that you were stopping doing that or something? Yes. Yeah. Why did you stop doing those? Because people didn't understand it and they clicked away from the video. Really? For it, God's yeah. sakes. Well, that's just like a YouTube thing. Once people start, like, once people can, like, tell or feel a video is ending, they just click away. And it's yeah. just a known thing. So yeah. I did all these metaphors, which I thought, like, there's a better way to describe a game. It was like, this game is like this. And I thought that was really, really apparent. And then I would describe how it's like that metaphor. But just based on the comments or what people would say to me on Twitter or in person when I'm at conventions or whatever, I kind of realized a lot of people just didn't really get it. They just kind of saw it as like a joke and not really understood or comprehended the metaphor behind it. And that's my own fault for kind of doing like a kind of confusing gag that I thought maybe I could just kind of continue like, haha, this is my thing. And then I realized I would just ended up being more... Uh, not not harmful, but just not as productive as I would like. So I just ended up taking the metaphor away just to kind of give the game a better summation that people can listen to with less uh, less metaphors, just more direct language. And then hopefully that way people don't get that feel like a, a video ending and, and click away after they feel like they've obtained the knowledge that they needed. I don't know, man. I... Like, personally, I think I have to disagree with you on a personal level because of the... You're, you're getting this feeling from people that you meet at cons or looking at comments or looking at your analytics, you know? But there's plenty of people that do get it. I mean, you you remember that Monster Hunter video, the, the new one that you put out not too long ago on your gameplay channel? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the guy who was just being an absolute ass in the comments? Yeah. Yeah, you're listening to that guy. You realize that, right? You're listening to that guy talk about, you know, your metaphor doesn't make sense. When it totally makes sense, he's just an asshole. That's fair. But I don't know. I, I still feel like... I, I also personally, like on, a, like, on a personal level with, like, the whole blank out of 10, it also makes it a little bit easier for me to write because then I don't have to find... I don't have to find some way to, like, get that joke in there and then somehow come up with, like, a new... Or a different metaphor or at some point like i run out of escalation for that joke yeah i'm sure i mean i mean god i i can't imagine if i had to do that every single video i'd probably drive myself insane trying to come up with metaphors yeah i feel like there's a couple of where i was just like i don't know what to i don't know what to do here did you I have think... anything that you scrapped because of that metaphor wise yeah yeah like scrap uh, probably i couldn't tell you what do you have any scrapped videos, like entire videos? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Can I can I ask for what? Let me see what one of them is. Can I ask? Yeah. Um, what was my first one that I was working on? I, I, oh no, one of my first scrapped videos ever was like the very first Game Awards. The what? Really? Y yeah, like Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards back when yeah, they're like yeah. Spike TV's Game Awards or whatever, and it was abysmal. Just atrocious. <laughs> just, just like the stupidest thing in the world. So I was going to do a video where I just kind of talked about it and how it just kind of failed as a concept. Yeah. Uh, I ended up scrapping it because it w ended up being really, really... It was just, just mean-spirited, negative, and hateful, one. Uh, really? Two, like, getting the, the footage for it was also kind of a, com kind of a pain. And, like... Putting it together and writing it in such a way that it was, yeah, again, like it's kind of like more more fun to 
to a more a more fun video to watch. Yeah. I, I couldn't quite get it. It was just it was just kind of like mean, and like I didn't want to make a mean video. Like I I I would poke fun at it for sure. I didn't want to put out a mean video. So yeah, even if that doesn't like that that just straight up doesn't fit with the rest of your yeah. brand really. Yeah, you so being that, mean would come out of nowhere. Yeah, that's one that I absolutely scrapped. Uh, I lost on accident two collab videos with PBG. Oh no, which was a bummer. Yeah, he uh, he came over and uh, we recorded gameplay or video games for two videos, one for myself and one for his channel. And he actually ended up doing it anyway on his own. It was uh, Defenders of the Crown uh, on his Peanut Butter Gamer channel. He ended mm -hmm. up just doing it on his own, but this was like years later. But eventually, like we recorded that together because we're gonna do like a collab video, and then for my channel, we recorded Toe Jam and Earl and Sega Genesis. Oh, you you've got a Toe Jam and Earl that you that you lost. That sucks. Yes, and it's because I don't know what happened. I must have pressed the wrong button, but I just lost slash deleted all the footage that we recorded. You could legitimately go back and do that now. That's still like a timeless game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still want to. Don't get me wrong. It's been yeah. on my list. But that was one where it's just like, ah, I don't know how I screwed this up. I'm sorry, man. Like, I also had to tell him because I recorded all the footage for him and I was going to send him all the Defender of the Crown stuff over the internet. And I was just like, hey, dude, I lost it. I don't know where uh, it is. That hurts. I think that really hurts. A, um, there was like a, like a compilation of me and him from that stream. A long time ago i have no idea if it's still available on it might have just been on twitch or youtube maybe it's still on youtube i don't remember but like there there were like there's evidence of that stream like it did happen we did record i just <laughs> screwed up like that was purely on me oh dude that's the worst feeling mm -hmm. you said you mentioned that you had a list of, of yes do you like do you specifically have a list for pro jared episodes and then a list for uh pro jared plays and all of that uh, stuff just a list for like Pro Jared. And it's a list that I wrote in like 2015 on paper that I still have of just a huge list of video ideas that I think yeah. could be fun or interesting to talk about. I think I've maybe covered like three out of like 80 games on there. Really? Usually because I end up having like some other idea and I end up going with that instead of like this list of things I have. These are they're like all evergreen concepts, not ones I'm like trying to do or get to as fast as possible. It's just like, like Chrono ever, Trigger. Yeah, it was like a. Hold on, I think I got it. Yeah, it's like um. Uh, what did I write down? Like Alone in the Dark. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero, uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Spirits Within. Did, yeah. You did Spirits Within, didn't you? Yeah, I, I talked about the movie. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That it, what it was a much of, like, fucking other... weird movie. Oh yeah. How old were you when that came out? I th I, we're we're around oh, the same gosh. age. Uh, I think I was maybe, like maybe thirteen. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm like I think I was ten, eleven I when that say, came like, 13, out. 14, yeah. I did not understand that movie when it came out, Ben. I remember I'm, as a child, I had no. I'm idea. a grown ass adult, and I don't even fully understand the movie. <laughs> that's that's and I watched it point. multiple times. I need to rewatch that. I should rewatch that on Twitch or something, like for for the fans. I think people would enjoy that. That's a good idea. Have you, uh, you know, one of the other questions that we had specifically was uh, a studio tour. We get we get studio tours from all sorts of like all sorts of people who are creators online, and somebody said that they wanted they they always love seeing somebody set up 
do, do you would you want to do a studio tour like maybe sometime in the future i would love to once i feel i have a studio that's worth showing off really yeah i i I, I don't really have a setup right now where I'm like, hell yeah, check this out. Isn't this rad? Um, you got one LED light that changes color. I do have that. It's pretty nice. Yeah, you could show that <laughs> off, dude. That's that's easily, um, what, 20 bucks on Amazon? I don't remember how much. But yeah, like I, I don't really have like a setup right now where I would feel comfortable of like doing like a huge room tour or anything. Like well, you're more that. of a private guy anyways. I try to be. Like, I'm not saying like, no, never. But, I mean, maybe it's something I would do at some point to kind of give, like, some behind-the-scenes look. Yeah. But I just I just don't have that set up right now that I want to do that. I've always imagined your studio as, like, basically just a very small room or something, and then you've just cornered out a very small room with soundproofing and stuff. You are more accurate than you realize. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, it, it seems like you don't have much room in that, in that space. I've seen... Mm. I've seen you doing streams or videos or whatever it is that you're doing, and then somebody will hand you something, and it seems they're so close to the table. I'm like, there must not be much room, yeah. like, directly to his right. There's there's not a whole lot going on. And that's another yeah. reason, like, I don't really want to show that off. It'd be like, hey, man, show off your car. And you have, like, a, <laughs> like a 1996, like, Ford Taurus that's... Yeah, yeah. With, like, the muffler dragging across the ground. You're like, I don't want to... No, that dude, that. no, you should like do that. that. That would be really funny, though. That would be a good comedy bit. It would be funny. show off if you could if you could spin that to where you do like a cribs type thing. All right, yeah, I take to... it back. I would do that video. Yeah, yeah, you should do that. You should do that. Uh, let's see what else have we got. Uh, you know what? Let's change like the sub subject away from work and sure. into just some some other stuff that people just wanted to know about you. Like, what's your favorite anime series? I ain't no weeb. Oh, you sure are. Okay, you fine. sure are. Uh, it's I, I I go back and forth what my absolute favorite is. Uh, mm. One that I am just like a general fan of. I really, really like Record of Lotus War. I've still never seen it. Oh, it's so good. There's is like it? a new game coming out for it on Steam, and I'm playing the beta of that, and like it's actually really good. Like It's, I'm it's s- literally just a late 80s anime where a bunch of Japanese dudes were playing Dungeons and & Dragons and just said, let's make this an anime, so they did. I hate... Okay. All right, I'm watching that. All right, yeah. Jesus, and then, is um, it an isekai, or is it just like they were playing? Oh, oh no, no, no! It's it's just like in the world, not an isekai. Okay, okay. So they yeah. they were they just made their campaign into an anime, straight up. Oh my god! Okay. And then like uh, in like the same shared universe slash creator, uh, one of my also like favorite animes is a mid two thousands one called Louis the Rune Soldier, or just Rune Soldier. I, I'm familiar uh, with Rune Soldier, but I've never yeah. seen it. Same thing. Hilarious. That's one of the few animes where I'm actually like, watch the English dub. They're so good. Is it is it actually good or is it funny? Oh it, it, no, it's like it's like actually good. It's a funny anime on its own. Uh, but the voice actor for Louis just does an incredible job. It's the same dude who does the English voice for Lord Beerus in Dragon Ball Super. Really? He just does, he does such a funny job as Louis. It's a very funny series, but it's like the, the same kind of like. Lotus War, high fantasy, we're adventurers, but uh, L- Louis, the rune soldier himself, is like the party magician who has a strength of 19. Ah, I see. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's muscle wizard. 
Yeah, so yeah. he like doesn't understand the concept of magic. Like the first time he goes to cast a spell, he just beats someone with his wand. <laughs> it's it's stuff like that. Very funny. That actually um, sounds hilarious. I'd love to see yeah. that. Other than that, uh, I also like you know some of the old staples: Cowboy Bebop, um, Sailor Moon, obviously. Sailor Moon, Tenchi Muyo, uh, Berserk, the original animated. The one Berserk. by Madhouse. Yeah, the other that's another like English voice cast that I really like. Yeah, that one's fantastic, dude. Yeah, that's that's definitely up in my top ten. Madhouse, you really can't go wrong with Madhouse animating something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, like I don't really keep up with current animes by any means. Like I, when I try to find something to watch, my my concept isn't just throw on Country Roll and watch whatever anime pops up as something new. I typically don't do that. So all the animes I like are just older ones. I I've got a I review several anime shows on my on my channel and I try to watch like newer things or whatever is, you know, actually uh you know, important at the time mm-hmm. and then it just usually ends up being mediocre or like, you know, sometimes in the case of like redo of healer, it's just absolute garbage. Yeah. And I I've really got to start going back and and watching some older shows and reviewing older shows, maybe just for some stuff that's like higher quality. Yeah. You know, somebody somebody else on here actually had a question that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, was if you could start your YouTube and Twitch career over and do a sort of new game plus where you keep your subscribers, would you do anything differently? Keep or remove any tropes? Oh, jeez. Um, That's kind of out there, isn't it? I, I thought that was an interesting thing, though. Yeah. Things I would kind of redo. Um, yeah. I don't think I would... Um, I don't know if I would personally keep the whole, like, blue shirt thing I got going on. That was only because of work, right? I think I would change that. No, it was because... um I, I had a concept with that. It was... One, the blue popped out the best against the red wall background that I happened to have at the time when I started. Mm. So, and that's also like kind of tied into all of my branding now. That's why I've got like the red on top with like the blue line underneath because that's representing like the blue shirt with the red wall background. Yeah. And uh, I also did that because in I thought, this is again, this is YouTube over a decade ago. The concept was like, I think, I thought like people kind of like the idea of whoever is on camera being like a like a sort of character or like a cartoon character where like whenever time they're on screen they're always wearing the same thing, an ABGN type thing. Yeah, yeah, like that, or that kind of, like makes them like more recognizable, or like kind of helps identify that character. And I didn't really have a whole lot going on except for like this blue button-up shirt that just in all my camera tests just looks the nicest. It's also, I think in one of the videos, I was actually wearing different colored shirts because I tried them and I didn't like it as much. So they really? ended up just sticking with the blue. Yeah, I think I'm wearing like all black in the Connect video. Like, did you have any other tropes that like you would want to replace the blue shirt with? Not really. Like, I guess if I could, I, I would change it so that it was, it was just me and not this like quote unquote pro Jared persona. Even though it's not really a persona, it's just me. Well, I mean, you've definitely got a... You've definitely got a persona in definitely the earlier videos. Stuff that's like a decade old, you can tell that you're definitely oh, yeah. you're definitely doing a persona. And do you know you were obviously heavily inspired by uh, Angry Joe, AVGN, a lot of the earlier guys. I guess Angry Joe doesn't really count, but 
you were also friends with uh, John uh, Jafari, and yeah. he has very much of like a character on, well, on his it's show a lot, too. Yeah, a lot of times it's just like whatever our persona is, like just kind of cranked up. Yeah, and and that's that's kind of what mine was at the start. Of like anything I was saying is like what I truly felt. I wasn't like trying to like just make stuff up for the sake of a video or a joke, but yeah. it was like that that personality just kind of cranked up to be a little bit more. I don't know, try uh, eye catching or whatever. But that's also was like a necessary evil of YouTube at the time. But I oh, guess I'm if sure. I, if I get if I could just like get those subscribers, I'd almost like kind of nick that and just like do away with that kind of forced personality like hey man it's just me let me talk about this you're welcome to listen if you want to yeah you've you've really and i mean this is this is obviously no insult to you but you've really mellowed out as far as your videos go you're, you're definitely yeah. far more down to earth with your more recent works that's also something i've kind of started doing it's also why i've made my videos pretty much ostensibly less funny because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I need to force that in there at any point. I Early on, right. like when you're first starting on, like if you want people to like stick around or watch your stuff, like if you're not making them laugh, like people aren't going to stick around. Um, and that's, that's kind of going back a little bit to uh, the script writing conversation. That's another part where I actually really struggle with the script, where I feel like if there aren't enough jokes per minute, the script doesn't work and people won't watch. I definitely had that. Yeah, that's something I've kind of had like concessions on where I'm like, you know what? It just doesn't need the joke. Like I could just talk about it. And if the concept or topic is interesting, people will still at least watch that. But yeah, that's, with my more current videos, I, I've, I feel less obligated to kind of force that, that jokiness or anger or whatever. I'm, I'm more comfortable just being able to try to talk about whatever it is I want to talk about. Well, you've changed your brand slightly recently anyways, but we'll, I mean, we'll get to that later. Since somebody asked like a very close question to the one that we just, that I just asked, somebody asks, if you didn't have a fan base, you have, if you didn't have the fan base that you have now, would you make any drastic changes to your channel? As in, would your channel still be what it is right now without its viewers? I don't know if I could do anything else. Really? I, yeah. I mean, it would just be like, oh, yeah, just do whatever other YouTuber is doing just to get them clicks. Yeah. And, like, I can't, like, really force myself to do that. You wouldn't um, do, for instance, uh, I, I, I guess that what they're asking is, would you do anything like, um, like, VODs, like, live stream VODs or anything like that, where it's like, hey, it's me, Jared, go into the post office or whatever the hell? Oh, oh I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would do as much IRL stuff like that. I mean, something I do like to do a lot on my Instagram that maybe I could consider translating over into, like, a YouTube video is I actually really like doing fashion stuff. I yeah. really like trying to find, like, interesting clothing and, like, interesting outfits and designs and, like, piece them together and show them off. I don't know yeah. if I could ever, like, that kind of video would not fit my channel. Yeah, and if I, and <laughs> yeah, that's true. That would not fit my channel. And if I could, I guess I would do something like that a little bit differently. I don't really consider myself to be so proficient in that or so deep in that world. I can make that like my sole singular thing. But that's something I would consider doing a little bit differently is, uh, yeah, I guess something like that. I, I think that answers the questions. I'm not super sure. 
Yeah, so that answers that, that, the question. Yeah, that I guess that's one of the concepts. As like a as like a, a homosexual and as a metrosexual myself, I think I would I think I would like that. I think that would be I think that would be a really interesting direction for you to go through. Yeah. Just just one hey, my, check uh, out this weird shit I found. Yeah, my plan was always just to uh more or less the 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 driving message was always stop dressing like a gamer. Yeah. You know, khaki shorts, graphic t-shirt of whatever brand or video game that you like. That's it. It's like, no, oh, come on. We can try a little harder here. Let me show you something. Yeah, you could uh you know what you could do? You could branch out in the way that Ian has. Yeah. Yeah, you could do something you could do something like that even in uh even in the room that you do the Pro Jared stuff in, but with just a different mood lighting. Ian's been yeah. messing around with uh using blues and purples and stuff to really give mood to his his videos for the cinematography. And that I mean that yeah. guy is obviously obsessed with cinematography, but the um you you could do something like that, man. I I say go for it. Maybe I still will. It. Like I I still have that concept, but that'd be one that'd be one of the main things I would do differently if I just had like a major reset button, but I wasn't allowed to do the same thing again. Yeah, I I would I'd watch it though, man. I'd seriously keep that in your hat. Um, Thank you. What is what is your opinion on on doing stuff like that? Doing those pre-recorded videos versus streaming. And do do you think that YouTube is going more towards? Do you think that YouTube is going to end up being a live, mostly a live platform after a while as well? Do you think that streaming's just taking over? I don't think it will. I don't think it will. It's it's a completely different beast. Because uh, when you when you're on Twitch or streaming on YouTube or streaming wherever really, that live performance is very different than any kind of scripted video or even unscripted but edited video it's just completely different like it's true um, like if you're on twitch and you're just streaming getting subscriptions or donations or whatever it's the same as uh uh you know busking just being out on the street playing a guitar for anyone who's uh, willing to watch or listen and if they like it they'll throw like a dollar your way or something can you play just, a guitar i no, i don't have you ever been busking i have not <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it sucks but, but same thing, you know, like that kind of concept of like performance yeah. that versus like me scripting a YouTube video that has a very clear, direct, concise message I'm trying to convey is very different. And I do think a lot more people go to YouTube because they want that more edited, even pseudo scripted kind of uh, feel with their video rather than like the stream of consciousness, sometimes truncated or uh uh unconnected thought process that can come from streams mm. like if they want to show up and like i know i just want this concept like you can't go to twitch and be like i want to listen to this concept or idea right now you can't really do that it's always a subject like whatever game they're playing I'm like oh our podcast is generally about this or whatever yeah like you know if i just put out a youtube video that was again like here here's this how, like things you can do for like better fashions or whatever. Ten tips. You can't yeah. really do that on Twitch or on you, or YouTube streams. Can you, as far as the business side of Pro Jared, are you leaning more towards streaming these days? Um, I I do it enough because it I it frankly with how much of a hot garbage pile YouTube is, Twitch is a better support than that. Yep. But uh, I prefer doing the YouTube stuff just because, like I said, there is like a 
a better message there and a concept. But for the most part, if I can, I'll actually use Twitch to show myself working on my YouTube stuff. I've seen you do that. Do you? Yeah. I I I've thought about doing that myself. Does that work out well? I I feel like it can. Just, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're just like ruining uh, a joke or something. Like people are gonna see that joke and then you're gonna be like, well, you know. Nobody uh, yeah. I mean that. Really cares. That's what like. That's what I struggled with a lot because I'm. I don't want to like. I want to show how the sausage is made, and be yeah. like, it's like, haha, isn't this funny? Now, watch it. Yeah. Four yeah. times as I like put the same joke together. Uh, and it, it's it's like a, it's a double-edged sword to be honest because on one hand you kind of get that immediate feedback on the other hand uh, a lot of people never really realize how repetitive editing can be where you're just editing the same 12 seconds over and over again <laughs> I'm having and, Vietnam flashbacks man yeah and like people in chat would be like can we move on or <laughs> think they're funny if like they're also quoting like the same phrase I'm saying over and over again as I edit it. It's like, yeah, very funny. Like this is just how it goes. And another thing I struggle with is when like I'm creating this thing and someone wants to add in their idea or their concept or like, Oh, you should do this joke or this reference. It's like, mm. thank you. Uh, this is not your video though. Yeah. Uh, like this, I know you're trying to help and like you think this is a good idea. That's fine. But like this is something I'm working on and I'm creating. Do you have a lot of you seem to have a lot of people like that that want to tell you how to do your job. I've noticed that just while I've been following you. It it happens, but I don't think it's fair to say it's a lot of people or the majority of people. They show True. up for sure, but I I don't think it's fair to say that's a majority of people because there's a lot of people who are just actually really chill and really cool and really supportive yeah perhaps it's just noticeable is what i mean i i've yeah. noticed it i've, I've and, seen and it like you said earlier like it stands out like you know if i'm streaming myself editing and like that one comment will stand out so like come on man just let me do my thing here how do you get over stuff like that i just gotta like let it go like as long as you like don't take it to heart you just gotta like it all right the moment's passed we're moved on i'm still doing my thing mm, i see what you mean that probably comes from having worked in retail for way too long of my life. And I just kind of got more used to dealing with like people or customers in that sense. Oh, that's right. You and I both worked the same job, didn't we? You worked at GameStop, didn't you? Oh yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's like the worst place in the world, man. It sure is. It sure is. That is legitimately, <laughs> that is legitimately the worst job I've ever had. Yeah. I've worked in factories that I liked more than GameStop. I, like, last week, I forgot what happened, but, like, I got, a, like, a scan-likely phone call at, like, 7.30 in the morning or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was so, like, cantankerous about it. I was like, ugh, and I'm awake at 7.30. And that, like, set my brain back where I was like, hey, remember when you had to wake up at 7.30 to get to your job at GameStop at 9 a.m.? I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, uh, go back to sleep now, Brain. We're going back to you're, sleep. You're actually, you're, you're, yet again, Vietnam flashbacks, yeah. my man. What was yeah, your yeah, least exactly. favorite part? What was your least favorite part about working at GameStop? Least favorite? Yeah. Uh, uh geez. Uh, I probably, I mean, when I worked there, the, uh, like, the corporate actions were particularly intense, which is yeah. amazing because from what I hear, I got out before it got really bad exactly exactly but the, uh, yeah but like you know the whole like you know you need a 11 percent reserve weight reserve rate every week or a 14 percent sub rate every week 
or like you know make sure you're hitting these numbers like you know push your used sales over your new one and blah 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 that's like yeah. I, I hate that like just people coming in and like trading in their games and taking care of the games or talking about them or you're like putting up the like sunday signage or whatever i was cool with all that i enjoyed doing all that but it was like the corporate pushing of like the sales stuff that was just that was pretty soul crushing outside of terrible customers yeah terrible customers definitely but that was probably yeah. that, was, that was what i was gonna bring up was yeah i think i think that was my least favorite part you get like seven-year-olds who will ruin your rack of oh yeah of purely alphabetized perfectly alphabetized mm-hmm. ps3 used games and then some seven-year-old will come in and just ruin them man oh yeah and then it's another three hours of doing that or the guy who shows up to shop at 8 58 p.m when he closes <laughs> at nine. uh and that guy might be him, me that guy might know, be me. like hey uh just so you know we're closing up in two minutes he's like oh okay and then it's like 9.14 and he's still just looking at like used Game Boy Advance games or something. You're just like, dude, uh-huh. <laughs> come on. And because uh, he's still in there, other customers drive up and be like, oh, there's a customer in there. They're yep. open. And then they walk in and you got to tell them they're not open. But then they get angry at you because there's another guy in there. Did you, did you, it, were you, locked. did you have to lock the doors? Oh, we yeah, had to I'm lock the doors. Yeah, had to we lock had to lock the doors. We had to, we had to lock we had to lock customers out a lot because we were in the uh we were in the seedy part of town. Our our store got robbed a lot. Oh. So okay. so it was just kind of like like it wasn't uh like it was it was probably a three times a year thing for somebody to come in with a gun and like oh, just, okay. you know, ask for all the money. So cool. all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I yeah. I felt very safe at my job. I was in, I, I don't know why, but it, we were at the GameStop that was the one where people would bring in stuff and thought that it was like a pawn shop, right? Like they would be like, yeah, here's my VCR. We'd be like, I don't, I, we don't buy VCRs, man. Yep. 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 Yeah. We there's were lot, in that a lot one. of like that, like desperation of just take anything you can off of me. I need money. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. I don't know what it, I guess it's just a lot of people on drugs i guess i guess people needing money for drugs usually yeah yeah uh, you know what we've got um we've got some other questions here that i guess i guess we'll move off of gamestop so yeah i, I can talk, talk about, about GameStop for like yeah just hours i can i can talk about gamestop yeah. forever um let's see the first one the the first big one that somebody asked that i thought was interesting is if you could adapt a story into another medium what would you adapt and how that's such a strange question Final Fantasy VI opera scene. Really? Doesn't even have to be like the whole game. I think just the opera scene alone with like uh not just the music, like the actual like opera itself, like the whole presentation of it, like the the, the text, the the dance scene, like uh I've got, Maria you, I've up got on the news balcony. for you, man. I've got good news for you. I dated a guy. Well, I, I dated a guy for a very short amount of time. And I, I almost went to live with him, but he was uh, the he was the composer for a university in Mississippi, in like deep south Mississippi. And that was what he did one year was he took the Final Fantasy VI opera scene and he made like a musical out of it. He made like a like a 30 minute musical scene. I do Ooh. not know if that is if that's recorded anywhere but I do know that it just happened and he could also speak fluent Albed and that was a huge turn on. (laughs) 
I don't I don't know why, but he would I'd be like, "Ooh, baby, speak that albed to me." I've uh I've known a lot of different people who've all had like that same kind of concept of that opera scene and like kind of bringing that to life in somehow in some form. Yeah. But it just never it either never actually happened or the production of itself never quite hit the the uh the dream. Oh, I'm sure. The, uh, like imagine or, or the what? money. Yeah, but like I don't know. I imagine like a Hollywood style, or really at this point, just like freaking HBO Max or Netflix level production. Really? Uh, I like imagine like Disney World. Oh, yeah. Like an actual live stage performance would be even better. Yeah, that's what I imagine. I imagine like the oh, Disney yeah, yeah. World Aladdin thing. And yeah, that'd be good. I th that would be beautiful, man. Imagine the imagine the balcony and everything. It could be over the uh, over the audience and she could be singing to the audience. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could riff on that for forever. Uh Somebody asked if you could bring a dead game series back, which one would you choose? Uh I've had I've had several. Picking one's hard. Um it's it's my first thought honestly was was the mana series, but it's uh. weird because it like it's dead but it's not really dead. They haven't done like a new mana game in a long time but they did remake trials of mana and it was really good and now they're porting legends of mana and that one's also really good and they also did that secret of mana remake which was not very good so like they're like they're aware of that brand but they're not like doing much with it i i do you like do you like legends yes I love Legends, dude. It's like it's yeah. a very specific place. In Legends, my heart. Legends is very, very good. I wish the like multiplayer co-op was better because it does the whole thing where like only player one matters. Yep. But outside yep. of that, like yeah, that game is awesome. So do you I'm, think they, actually... they're gonna fix it? I hope so. No, no. You don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think they will. <laughs> the the art, the art is you know so fucking good in the original, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that it doesn't look like garbage. When they end up porting it and they end up fixing like fixing the art i hope they fix some gameplay i hope they really really do something with it because yeah, i bought that game for it, like four hundred dollars yeah it seems like they're doing enough changes that maybe they'll do like enough extra polishing on there rather than a straight port but it's hard to say i i'm so excited to play that man that's going to be the one of the biggest oh, yeah. things to come out in my life personally if not, yeah if not mana uh, another one would actually be the the um, the illusion series, illusion of Gaia, illusion of time, and or Terranigma, Soul Blazer, like that quintet trilogy. Yeah, I realize these are both Square Enix properties, but that says a lot about <laughs> me as a person. I'm but sure. Like, like that whole like that like there's a whole like concept and brilliant thing there that they just aren't really doing anything with, and I feel like they could expand upon forever yeah and i would love that the illusion and of it, gaia series would an illusion of gaia series like a brand new one mm -hmm. would be fantastic you're just right call it, if you call it like terranigma 2 people would lose their crap over it because everyone yeah. loves terranigma oh one more answer uh just an all-new final fantasy tactics an all-new tactics yeah just not tactics advance not tactics advance 2 or tactics advance 3 just tactics give how me, do you like, feel give me about that shit. How do you feel about that new Octopath Traveler thing? Oh, I actually played it, and I was, like, immediately absorbed in. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Uh, inject it straight into my veins. Yeah, yeah. It was... It's not a... 
it's no like as much as I like it, it's not like Final Fantasy. You know, you don't have you can't create your own characters. You can't like go through different jobs and different classes. Can you not? But, uh, oh. All the all the characters were pretty much pre-made. They all have That's their own jobs, and who knows if they have any kind of like upgrades or changes or anything like that. I don't know yet. But there's no like character creator for your own thing like with this, with like the War of the Lions story. I think which is so good. And, like, yeah. I want I want more of that kind of caliber stuff. And instead, they kind of went for more less serious, lighthearted stuff with the advanced games. What do you? I like advanced. I love. I, I, love I, I advanced. like. I do too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying those are like bad games. It's just a very different tone compared to the original tactics. Well, it's also in uh, Evil East, so yeah, I, I'm a, I really like that world. That. Me too. I'm such a, I'm such a sucker for Evil East. It's so pretty. Yeah, I love all the colors and the different races and everything. The uh, the I, I'm sad to hear like you. I'm glad you got to play it. I'm glad you said it's good. I'm glad. I'm sad to hear that there's not really much customization as far as the game goes. Yeah. That's that was a big thing for me. But you... again, it's not coming out till next year, so who knows? Maybe that'll all change, and I could be completely wrong. Part of me hopes I am, but yeah. it just doesn't have like that that same vibe as this OG tactics. Since you mentioned OG tactics, I have to ask: How do you spell or not? How do you spell? How do you say uh, Delta? I say Delita. Me too. Okay. I, everybody else, everybody else says Delta. Like everybody I know here. I've never heard Delta, so therefore they must be wrong. Exactly, exactly. Of course. They, even, they say Delita in the PSP version. They say Do his they? name. Yeah. I've there's never. There's, there's no longer an argument. They pronounce okay. Delita. Okay. Good. I've been. Done. Then I you can win. say I've been right for thirty years, and everybody yes. else can shove it. Exactly. Somebody wanted to know if you're ever going to do a uh, Legend of Zelda series uh, for Pro Jared. Um, a series? Probably not. I feel like anything I would want to say about the Legend of Zelda, I've already done with Zelda 2. I feel like that's the only one that I actually could provide. Like I said before, like a different take or a new perspective. Mm -hmm. Provide something new to the viewer that they haven't seen elsewhere from other videos. Especially, that's another one of those things where, much like Monster Hunter, Peanut Butter Gamer does Zelda Month. He's done so many Zelda videos. I really don't know how much more I could really provide or offer that's different than other things. That's Outside true. of one that I always felt was unfairly bashed on, which was Zelda 2, which is why I did the Zelda 2 video. I gotta agree with you, man. I think Zelda 2 is great. <laughs> I like yeah. Zelda 2. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's completely different than all of the other Zelda games, but, like, on its own, it's still, like, a great game. As a kid, it felt like D&D &D to me, and that was why I loved it so much. Yeah, it was... like, it had experience points. I was like, I know. holy crap, games can do that? I know, it was so awesome. That, and you get, like, you'd, you'd go on and meet an NPC, and they'd give you mm -hmm. the magic. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's just like writing a spell in my in my wizard spell book. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was a huge nerd. And look, look, to this day, the downstab is just like the coolest fucking thing that you can possibly do in the Zelda game. Let's be real. Like, that's just yeah. so cool. It's so powerful. Just like, bro, you're done. Yeah, it's like, even, even in Smash. Even in Zelda 2, just so good. Yeah. I And I, I I remember when they did the... What is the name of the the arena that plays the Zelda 2 music in Smash? All I oh, remember just the uh, temple? Yeah, when the, when, the temple, when the temple first came out, I remember hearing that. And like a, that was like a flood of nostalgia for me. That was, like, when, the biggest yeah. tears. When I first played Smash Melee, yeah, and I was doing, like, the adventure mode or whatever, and you know, it starts off and does, like, the Mario world, and you're stomping on Goombas and stuff. You're like, hey, hey, this is fun. 
and then you yeah. get to the Zelda level, and it starts playing Zelda 2 music. As a kid, or I guess a teenager at that point, uh, and it starts playing Zelda 2 music, like, my jaw dropped. I was just like, oh, do you yes. remember Zelda 2? Yes! It's same, same. The, yeah. the, the, especially since it was side-scrolling and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know, there was, was something so specific about it. I was going to say something about, about Smash. Oh, yeah, did you like... Uh, uh, what is it called? The emissary thing? The Oh, the subspace emissary. Subspace emissary. Yeah. I loved it. I had so much fun with that one. See, why does everybody hate that? I don't know. I put it on hard. Me and my buddy played it through all the way on co-op. We used the sticker system to customize. I played Link. He played Ike. And we customized ourselves in such a fun way that we just had like these awesome characters with like, he basically like hit like a dump truck and couldn't get knocked back. Yeah. And like, I just had like super powerful projectiles. Like I thought, I thought it was super fun. I also really like Kirby Superstar, and it's ostensibly the same game. But I, I had a lot of fun it, with that one. I, yeah, I didn't get it. it. I didn't get it. I like all of those like adventure modes that came with the Smash games. Yeah, I played through all of it when uh, with uh, Smash Ultimate. Like I oh, did, yeah, you uh, did, didn't that you? That Spirits mode. Yeah, it was like the same, but not really. Like I just I like that kind of like single player adventure stuff. Same. That was all I did when that came out. I think that was like all I did for like two weeks. Yeah, was let's like be just real. At, at this point, Smash is just fan fiction, so I might as well like have a fan fiction story that I can play through. Absolutely. Like, there's no real bad reason. Like, there's there's no reason to not have a single player Smash, silly. You know, mm -hmm. just throw all these characters in the same thing. I mean, they did this like after the Sephiroth uh, reveal trailer where Sephiroth stabs Mario. I think we've hit yes, we've hit peak. Uh, jumping the shark for Smash. You might as well do anything now. Yeah. I, I anything goes. I, Who cares? Yeah, seriously. Just throw Goku in there at this point. I really... I want, I want to play Sephiroth and have him jump on a Goomba. Fuck yes. It. Yes, exactly. I want, to, I want to see some really weird shit. That's what I want out of Smash now. I want really weird stuff. I want them to yeah. go for strange things that, that other people aren't going to think of. I, I don't... As much as I want... Uh, well, let, you know what? Let's ask you. Who do you want for Smash? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ? He'd be pretty not, good. Yeah, unkillable. He <laughs> He's just on a cross. Mm -hmm. right, yep. I'll, cut the, I'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah, that probably doesn't fit with the rest of this. I um, don't know. I, that's a hard... <laughs> Mario, look at my stigmata. <laughs> uh, damn, I don't know. Uh... I've been the one thing I've been kind of doing is having zero expectations or hopes for anyone. That yeah. way, in, that way, anyone who does show up, I'm like, oh my god, what a cool surprise! I'm excited for this instead of being like let down or somehow frustrated that whoever I wanted to show up then didn't. Are you are you a Geno guy? I know you you like the Mario RPG. I do like Mario RPG quite a bit, but I don't think Geno is so cool or so good that he needs to be a character. That's true. Because I think everybody just wants him because he had a gun. I, I guess. I mean, here's the thing. What everyone needs to realize is that, generally speaking, whatever character shows up or gets added to Smash is there for purpose. And if it's always a guest character from another company, what does Nintendo get out of it? Yeah, for sure. So, Joker announced for Smash. Oh my god, mind-blowing. That's awesome. Holy crap. But Nintendo's not just going to promote a different game on different platforms for free. No, no, no. What do they get out of it? They got Persona Strikers. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, there's there is definitely a, a backdoor business deal type thing going yeah. on there, and I when, think a you, lot of people don't realize that. Even when Cloud was announced for Smash Four on Wii U and 3DS, what did Nintendo get out of it? All the Final Fantasy PS1 games suddenly being available on Nintendo platforms. Like, it's, it's like always done with that purpose. So I, I also keep that in mind with like any guest characters. Like, if they want someone new in there, like Nintendo, like that, there's that stipulation is like, how does this help Nintendo? Even like the new ones with the characters from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Why did they do that? To get people to play and buy Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. You can tell, like, that and Fire Emblem. Like, yeah. people, people... Ever since like, Marth and Melee, like, that's they realize what Smash does for game sales. Yeah, it it actually helps because it, it gets small children. Like, and I'm talking, like, five-year-olds. It actually introduces these characters to, like, five-year-olds yep. who will then buy Fire Emblem games for, you know, the next ten years. Exactly. I, I honestly, it's a brilliant marketing move. I, no, Nintendo it truly has is. always been brilliant. That, that said, like, if you know, a new character, who cares, whatever. Honestly, I do think what would be one of the best possible additions would be Doom Guy. Doom Guy would be pretty cool. I, I do think Doom Guy could actually work. And, like, they're putting Doom games on Switch, so it's kind of feasible. Nintendo finally gave up on saying no guns because now, like, Snake. four people just straight up have guns. Well, Snake doesn't have any guns. That was his whole thing with Brawl. That's why he's got nothing but explosives. Yeah. But then they're like, Bayonetta, four guns, yeah. whatever, yes. Joker, <laughs> also a gun, and just Sephiroth kills Mario. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. The Did you laugh at the Sephiroth killing Mario thing the first time you saw it? Oh, God, yeah. I lost my mind. That was, was so amazing. fucking funny. That was so That's why I think funny. Doom Guy would work. Like, he's got all these guns. At this point, who cares? And especially with the new games, he's got, like, a sword and, like, a blade arm. He can, like, hit, uh, hook chain around. Just make his final smash pulling out the chainsaw. Absolutely. That's all you really need. Like, a chainsaw can be wacky enough and not outright murder. Did you, ever play, did you ever play Melee at any cons or anything? I, I've i never played Smash competitively, no. No, me neither. I Like, that, I, I, I would not enjoy that as much. I've played, like, Smash Ultimate online, for sure. But, like, I would never want to... I would not enjoy that kind of co competition. For do, you like, do you like competition in games very much at all? No. I... Yeah. I am a sucker for anything that's co-op or players versus the game itself. The most competitive thing I'll actually do is, like, competitive Magic the Gathering. That's it. Like, I've chosen that to be my one competitive thing that I actually try hard on. That's... Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. I'm, I'm the same way. It's Magic the Gathering for me and Blaze Blue. And even then, I'm, like... You, you know, not Blaze Blue specifically, but, like, dashing 2D anime fighters... And I'm gotcha. not, like, yeah. competitively good at them at all. I'm just good enough to where I can kind of play them in a competitive environment and hang mm -hmm. out. Like, I, I've never gone to a con and played Skullgirls or anything, but I could probably hang out and play a little bit and not, you know, yeah. absolutely get my ass handed to me. I mean, when it comes to games like that, I also don't, like, pick whatever the top tier best character is. I just, like, this is my favorite guy. I'm going to play them. And they're Same. always just, like, purely middle of the road. Same. Yeah, I, I was one of those guys who really wanted to play Jigglypuff in Smash, and I got, I got a lot of shit for it. I thought she was cute! She's cute, yeah. she's pink and adorable. Are you going to go back to cons when cons become a thing again? Oh yeah, I would love to go back to them, especially if, if there's anyone that would like would ever get me out as a guest, like, 
I would always love to do that because I actually really do like meeting people. Uh, I used to do a lot of stage performance stuff and I really don't have that anymore. But when it's at a convention, I have my own panel or whatever. I just use that as a stage performance. You mean like theater? Kind of like I more or less had uh, for the longest time. I had like my own stand up set so that anyone who came to my panel, I could like entertain them with something different. Or if there's someone there who doesn't know who I am, they would get something entertaining out of it rather than just like sitting down doing like a Q&A or whatever. That's fantastic, so, dude. I so didn't I, know that. I, yeah, I would do that for the longest time. Most of that material is now wholly outdated. But, like, that was always my concept. It was, like, just kind of using that to, like, at least entertain a crowd and, like, have that energy. Did you ever do any actual stand-up? Nope. So... Uh, I've done improv comedy. Like, I I was a professional improv comedian uh, longer than I worked at GameStop. Really? Yeah, and that's... I've done improv comedy shows also at conventions, and those I love. Like, those are some of the best and most fun things I've ever had. Uh, you know, that's how I got into D&D originally. I was a theater kid, and oh, yeah. I did, yeah, I did, we were literally leaving, uh, not auditions, uh, rehearsals. We were we were leaving rehearsals, and one of the guys was like, hey, who wants to come over to my house and play Dungeons & Dragons? And I was like, that sounds really cool, what's it like? And they were like, it's like a play, but it's all at a table, and it's all in your head. And I was like, that, that, yes, for me, absolutely. And that, that was, like, the beginning of me falling in love with it. And even to this day, I still treat D&D as more of a way to flex. I, I, I'm, like, a permanent DM. I DM constantly. Yep. I don't ever play. I know play. that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's because it's it's all, like, it's all just acting for me. It's improv, mm-hmm. and I love it. I absolutely love it. But I know you know all about that. You're huge into yeah. D&D. Um, yeah. Is there any game that you want to play for your channel but you think would be too obscure for your audience or wouldn't fly on Twitch or YouTube? Uh, my, my first thought was Aerobiz. <laughs> no, but it turns Aerobiz out people awesome. really liked watching me play that on Twitch. And I yeah. don't know why. Well, anyone who calming. doesn't know what Aerobiz is, it's a Super Nintendo game where you're just the CEO of an airline and you just buy planes and set up routes and set ticket sales and see how much money you can make every year and try to defeat the other three rival airlines. That's <laughs> it. It's Airline Tycoon. It's I love that game. It's one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. I have no idea why I liked it as a kid. Would people want to watch that as a YouTube video? Probably not. Will I make a video anyway someday? Probably. Yeah. You know that you know the uh the reason that you probably like that is because it's so akin to a board game. Yeah, very, very similar. Just like that, that, that same kind of like tycoon kind of style game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I don't know why, but my immediate thought went to, it's kind of like Lords of Waterdeep, but it's not like Lords mm-hmm. of Waterdeep at all. Or <laughs> like, even like, even like simpler terms would be like Airplane Settlers of Catan or Airplane yeah. Monopoly. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's why people can get into it, man. It's, it's on a level to where people can understand Nintendo, those older Nintendo SNES games had some sort of charm of being a a visual video game board game, you know? Yeah. And that's something we're really missing these days outside of, like, Mario Party. Yeah, I agree. Did you get into, um, speaking of, like, video game board games, did you get into Baldur's Gate when Baldur's yep. Gate came out? Oh, yeah. Did you really get into it? I can see you really getting into 3. Uh, I did, like, a full playthrough, full co-op with three of my friends immediately. 
with Baldur's Gate 3, and we're like, oh my god, this is so cool. I mean, I loved Divinity Original Sin 2, so this is exactly up my alley. And we had a lot of fun with it. There's some janky parts for sure, because it's pretty early access, and I, but I still really, really liked it. But I've chosen not to play through it or touch it again until it's like done and it has all its stuff out available for it. That's probably a good idea. I, yeah. You know what? I, I've i got to go back. Because you're saying that you enjoyed Divinity so much, I didn't like Divinity. And the reason I didn't like Divinity is because I didn't... I felt like it was more like a like a novel. I, I don't know. Like I, there, there was more reading than game, I felt like. But it might have just been... I played the first three hours, I think, at a friend's house. I mean, and... Original Sin 2 is so much better than the first one. I don't know if you played the second one or not. No, I played the first one. Okay, yeah, just you can skip that. Go to Original Sin 2. Way better. Is it? Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I'll... Like, it's it's just like Baldur's Gate 3. Like, if you're way into Baldur's Gate 3, you'll like Original Sin 2. Baldur's Gate 3, I still haven't played. I, I looked at okay. it, and I was like, this seems interesting. And I like, yeah. I like the concept. It seems like they trimmed stuff down. Yeah, I mean, going back to the, like, tactics game and all how much i like final fantasy tactics that same kind of tactical combat is super prevalent throughout both Baldur's gate 3 and original sin 2 yeah like positioning matters like environment matters you can do like a lot of combination stuff and like affect the your your enemies and it also affect the environment that also affects them so like there's a lot of like tactical stuff and very interlocking mechanics that way that i really really like that sounds amazing i mean it's it's, it's got to be more of a video game for me the more of it of video gamey something is the more i'll like it like it you know as more as it comes down to fighting games beat em ups and stuff like that i'd rather do that than uh i don't know like a, a visual novel you know yeah i i definitely but i'm definitely still the guy who made a dwarf fortress video you know i love <laughs> dwarf fortress so there's got to be some through line there to where if it's a simulator, apparently I really like it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll put. I think I think it said in my video. I, I did the math at some point. And I think I put like three hundred hours into Dwarf Fortress, like before <laughs> before I ever made the video. Uh, somebody wanted to know as far as inspiration for being a creator, uh, how you harness the excitement for a project to keep it going. And what previous projects they they wanted to know what previous projects that you found the most exciting and challenging. Uh, that's a good question because a lot of the times it's not excitement that drives the video or the creation process. And what it, is it? I it's just um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fear, terror. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, so a lot of times, like, it really isn't about, uh, like, striking when you, like, got that motivation or, like, when you got this really good idea. Like, a lot of times, to, like, get these videos out, you just have to sit down and do it. Yeah. Like, even if that just means getting pen to paper and with what you're writing isn't even very good, just getting something down on there is way more important than be like, I'm not going to write right now because the words aren't card coming to me. So it's, like, for you, you it's more to... that being productive. Yeah, like, you have to, like, set that time aside to be like, this is a thing I'm going to work on and nothing else. I'm not going to have a YouTube video playing on the other screen to distract me. Like, I'm not going to have a Twitch stream going. I'm not going to think about any other video game or whatever. Like, this is what I'm working on. And that, I think, is more important than just be, like, waiting for inspiration. Do you now, do like anything said, else while you're editing? Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time I'll have, like... <laughs> 
after after like I've edited all the audio, like voiceover stuff, where like I don't need to hear how good it sounds or anything like that yet. I'm just working on the visual stuff. I'll have like a, a Twitch stream up or a YouTube video or, or whatever. Um, that's also why I, going back to an earlier topic, uh, why I actually stream myself editing sometimes just to keep myself like on task because yeah. I can't do or look at anything else when I have, you know, a couple hundred people watching me work on stuff. Uh, I can't, I can't do that, man. I can't, Yeah. I can't do anything else while editing. It's all... I have to like sit down. I'm I'm not OCD or anything. I just or ADD. Yeah, I'm not ADD. I just don't. I don't know. I I can't focus on that and yeah. music. Anything else? Yeah. It's a it's a real thing. Yeah, why so, is why is it that editing sucks people in so much? It's like putting you in your I own don't little know. creative world. I don't get it. <laughs> I I can edit I for like it. six hours, dude. Yeah. I can just sit down and edit, and then I'll be like, where the fuck did the time go? The day's over. So that said like ones that like were motivation like or inspiration did strike me uh kind of like i talked about earlier was that chrono trigger video where like i just played it and i just kind of like you know just had like this these thoughts about it and, like these epiphanies like i was like oh my god like i gotta i gotta write this down somewhere so i don't forget about it and then like i want to talk about it so like that inspiration uh has absolutely happened before was that was that how it was back when you started making content somebody wanted to know that when you started like how has it changed since then? What were your big obstacles and how do they compare to the challenges that you have today? Uh, it's a lot of technical stuff. Uh, cause when I first started, my very first video was on two worlds for the Xbox 360. Uh, and I guess that was the one thing where I just kind of felt inspiration where I just want to talk about the first two worlds because they're ha releasing the second one pretty soon. And the first one was so garbage bad that I want to tell everyone else how bad it was to maybe not get too excited for the second one just in case you were working at gamestop but, uh, at that time weren't you uh at that point i was running my own game store yeah okay uh, i didn't know you ever did that yeah so what what the struggle with that was is that again this was 2010 2000 yeah 2010 i did not have a recorder for hd like i so the two worlds all that footage is in standard definition coming out of the xbox 360 mm. i didn't have a uh digital camera by any means i was using an old camera that still used dv tape that was still in just 480p definition and i had to re like record that and then to transfer the footage over onto the pc i basically had to use it like a vcr where it had to re-record itself in real time all every single Every single like live action bit or voiceover or whatever, all coming off that camera and then onto it. So, and then it was finding a ways of actually getting a good editing program, which basically meant torrenting Adobe Premiere. Yep. So, like, there's a lot of like, those were like a lot of the struggles. Was just the 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 logistics of it that was harder than anything else. What about today? Like, what's the hardest part about doing it today? The hardest part about doing it today is doing something that people would actually watch, watch because of how much YouTube has changed. The way yeah. they've changed the algorithms, the way they change how people even see your content, or even like your own damn subscribers like may not even see anything you put out because YouTube has just deemed yourself no longer worthy. It's true. That's the hardest part because it used to be. I could just like make a video about anything I want and people would see it and maybe they would generally enjoy it. And that was great. These days it, 
I, I there's that struggle of I need to play or talk about or show not what I want to talk about, but whatever YouTube demands I should talk about. And that sucks. And for the most part, <laughs> I I just kind of chosen to work against that and just keep doing videos about stuff that I personally want to talk about, which honestly to the detriment of my own channel. Have your has your channel been going down recently? Oh yeah, quite a bit. Really? Oh I... yeah, it's it's a struggle all around. It's not just me. I mean, I've got a lot of YouTuber friends, and we all talk about it a lot. It's just it's still down across the board for a lot of people. Not everyone, but it's certainly none of us like perform or do as well as we used to, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah, I mean, at least you aren't doing animations, I suppose, but. Yeah, it it definitely it definitely could get worse. The um, what was I gonna I was gonna ask about something specific. Oh yeah, you know you talking about like using DV tapes and stuff like that to like make your YouTube videos. You know to obviously I'm I'm around the same age as you, so I remember all of that as well, and I remember torrenting Adobe Premiere mm -hmm. and all that mess. Imagine like children hearing that today or like our children's children hearing that they're going to be completely they're going to think we were fucking cavemen oh yeah yeah i like, know yeah I, I it's like it's like this it's the equivalent of showing a kid a freaking game boy and be like this is how i used to play games and then you turn it on for them and they start tapping the screen yeah and they're like what the fuck is where's the backlight oh man no, remember like, that little extension backlight that they or the front light they had a little uh blue one i think it came in blue and green Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, the yep. one that you had to plug into the GameCube, or Game Boy. I fucking hated that thing, man. Fucking hated those things. You should do a you should do a video on those, the uh all of the <laughs> all of those Game Boy editions that they made back when Game Boy was a thing. Like I had one made... that I had a concept that's kind of similar. Yeah. Where it was just a video just called uh controllers for player 2. Oh yeah, where it's just all like the old shit ass third party garbage fucking mad cats whatever that was just like on every single console. It's like I'm using like the real first party controller. You can use this one. And it's like <laughs> the rubber missing off the analog stick, or like the cable is just like sticking out. Yeah, that would be wonderful. You, I mean, you could just add that. Uh, you could even add the uh, the game the game boy thing on to that just as like a small yeah. 15 second bit and be like hell game boys used to look like this or something yeah. i remember my game boy when i was a child when i had all the stuff that I, my parents had bought me to put on it it was like the size of my arm by the time by the time i was done they, yeah, they like put a transformer weird... it was it was like a transformer it had like a magnifying glass and mm -hmm. everything so i could see it better yeah, one of my like kids at school had the magnifying glass while like they're playing Pokemon. I was like, "Whoa, that's so cool! You can read the text so clearly." Yeah, what a fucking yeah. Our our children's children are gonna think that we were literally cavemen. That's literally yep. they're gonna literally think that. Um, let me see. Let me see. As an aspiring streamer and video maker, I'd be interested to know some of the more business side of Jared's stuff. I know some of that can be hard to answer with concrete numbers. But I often wonder things like, does he make enough money to live, or might he have to quit someday to get a job to make ends meet? And where do you make or break lines? Uh, I don't want to go into, into too much nitty-gritty details, because a lot of it's, frankly, uninteresting and boring. Like, oh, LLC and yeah, tax, yeah. taxes and bleh, 
or remember to file it quarterly, man. Yeah, like I, I really, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I don't want to talk about any of that. So that said, um, YouTube slash Twitch has been my full time job since 2012. Like that's all I do. That's all I do, and it is enough to live. I, I, I guess comfortably with an asterisk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, like I, like I, yeah, that is my full time job, and like I, I do okay with that. Um, that said, something that's always in the back of my mind, and I think about a lot, and kind of fear sometimes, is that at some point I will be, I will no longer be cool or be too old to do anything on the internet. And you think just, so? It'll just like dissipate or stop. That's like a fear I have. Is that like at some point, like it will just kind of dry up and like it will no longer be enough to support me or or where I'm living or anything like that. And I'll need to move on or do other things. And I really don't have a solution for that right now, right now which is fine because that's a problem for future Jared. <laughs> no, you got <gotta, laughs> um, to think of those things. But yeah, this is something I, t- again, me and other YouTubers, we talk about it a lot is that mm-hmm. right now there's like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. We're just we just got to keep trucking forward and like kind of hoping for the best. Hell, I I guess uh, for me for uh, since I know a lot of people that uh, already know me and listen to my channel and subscribe to my channel are gonna know this. I guess uh, my numbers I make about twenty dollars a month off of YouTube. That's all. Hell yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all I make. <laughs> uh, so you know, this is just a passion project for me. I I just like doing this. So I I hope that it's not the same way with you. I mean, not the passion project part, but I I hope that you're at least making you know ends meet. And if nothing else, I hope that Twitch is really you know making up for what YouTube can't. And that kind of is, and that's pretty much why I've been kind of splitting my time between twitch and youtube because youtube started slacking so hard that twitch has kind of been picking that up you know uh, barry kramer don't you yeah absolutely yeah we me and barry talk a good bit and barry was saying that twitch is completely what he makes his money off of now because youtube won't even youtube doesn't support him at all he he he's completely doing twitch now i mean for the most, I just like got all my tax information and all of that. And for the last year, I actually ended up getting more income off of Twitch than I did YouTube. So that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not even surprised. One of these days, I. One of these days, I think somebody's gonna pick up the slack of be the next YouTube. I think is really yeah. what it's gonna be, and I hope that that's the case. I don't know I, that I, that's the case, but I hope so. Me too. In the same way that. Netflix used to be the only streaming app. Now there's hundreds of them. Yeah. I I would hope that somehow YouTube can do that too. Hope it. Well, uh, we've only got one question left, Jared. You wanna you wanna talk about the the elephant in the room? Sure. All right. Uh, the June 2019 incident. I guess it was May and June. Uh, that you went through. You you got in everybody's crosshairs over fucking nothing and that was uh that must have been quite a time for you can we talk about that for a little bit yeah um not super sure what to say on it or where to start well um i'm sure some i'm sure most people know but i guess we'll just 
let's let's start with um how do you how how would you describe what happened um most distilled i could possibly do is that long story short i had a bad breakup yeah i had a bad breakup from a relationship that i was trying to get out of for a long time like a long time and it it whatever reason was chosen to make it public to make it worse and to hurt me yeah. more or less and at the same time i was then falsely accused of a lot of other things on top of that to just dogpile and make it worse and worse and worse was that all um was that all choreographed or did it just all happen to happen you know, I can't comment on that. Okay. Um, I mean, if you if you I, don't if you don't want me to put something in in this segment, no, I completely understand. No, it's more that I can't confirm or deny that because I don't know for sure. There's a lot of evidence suggesting either way, to be honest. But I, I don't know for sure. How long were you in? How long were you in that relationship and wanting to be out of it? I've, I've been there myself. I completely understand. That's a horrible feeling. It was a... I got married in 2014. Mm -hmm. And... I didn't start realizing how... I didn't really start, like... It started getting bad just a couple of years after that. But it wasn't really something that I was consciously aware of or could really see because I was in the middle of the situation. And... I am thankful that I had many people close to me and many friends kind of talk to me privately be like hey we are concerned for you for these reasons and like you know the natural response to that is what are you talking about you're wrong you're crazy like no absolutely yeah. not no 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 stop it no 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 how dare you yeah but the thing is like they were right and uh when it's hard to get out of a out of a relationship like that when you are so so uh, when when you are like when you're the caretaker so hard that it wasn't I mean like I know like the thing is when people say like oh if the relationship is bad or if it's abusive or whatever just leave just get out and yeah. I, I wish it was as simple as that, but it never is because I was in a situation of where I was I was like the only person really working or making any kind of income or doing anything. So I just had this constant thought process of, well, if I leave, how are they going to eat? How are they going to live? How are they going to survive? How will I know they will be okay? We only have one car. If I leave like and I just take the car, well, then they can't get anywhere. Like that's hard for them. Like I... I I, just, I can't just abandon this person because I'm already here taking care of them and if I'm not taking care of them then like they're in trouble and I can't just I can't just leave that I've been so, the exact same spot man I know exactly so, what you're saying yeah so even like uh, being in that situation and have you ever tried to break up with someone and have them say no yes yes I have Th that's the situation I was in yeah uh 
would you call that situation would you call that relationship that you had abusive now that you're out of it um absolutely yeah yeah um and that's something that i've been getting a lot of help for in spring 2018 i think i, I even said something on twitter where i even just said uh hey, everyone, I'm, like, going away for a week. I'm, like, I'm getting off the internet. I'm just going away from my phone. I'm not going to have access to anyone or anything. I'm just going to go away for a mental health break. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just a mental health break. I was actually going to a therapy retreat to just go and, like, work on this stuff um, because I was more or less convinced that I was the problem and like yeah. I was causing all these horrible things so I so my I said like okay I'm going to go work on these things and I went to this therapy retreat and I'm super glad I did like that was one of the most beneficial things I had ever done in my entire life I learned a lot about myself it helped me grow as a person and it gave me a lot of uh, tools and techniques that I still use to this day okay as as somebody who's been to a therapy retreat and for me as someone who's worked at a therapy retreat i want to urge anybody who's listening to this that if you need if you think that you might need therapy therapy retreats are fantastic for you and i think jared would yeah. agree they Absolutely. can they can insanely help you deal with your life and it's something you should really yeah. look into okay i think i think in general like it's helpful for anyone like even if you're like i'm actually doing all right i don't have any major problems like you, you'd be surprised like how much better you can feel if you just talk about whatever even small grievances you have. Like, it doesn't have to be like a full-on retreat. Even just seeing a therapist two, three, four times a month or whatever can do wonders. So you found out that you were you you were a um, what's the word? You you were providing, you were allowing this. Uh, you you were basically allowing this this relationship to happen because you were convinced that you were the problem. Yeah, it, I mean, that's one of the things that that therapy treat helped me work on was setting boundaries. Yeah. And that was something like I was not doing because I was in a situation where it was too bad or too scary to say no. Yeah, I've been there, or to man. to do something that they don't want or they don't like. Yeah. And, <laughs> af yep. and after doing that retreat and kind of realizing like how unhealthy or rough or bad that is for me and trying to start actually like kind of standing up for myself or trying to set that boundary that was not respected things just got worse and worse and worse and worse from and from an outside perspective it seems like what ended up happening was you not not only did you grow apart but it seems like you too decided to 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 grow apart like purposefully uh yeah i guess i guess that's fair to say um but it was more that it was like grow apart but also have your cake and have your cake and eat it too yeah like grow apart but still live here still live together still pay for trips to do things together still still provide still caretake obviously the big uh the big concern for a lot of people was they thought that I suppose that they didn't think that you were in a poly relationship. And I, and from my understanding of what happened, you, you had an agreement. Yeah. And that's, and, uh, the rec record, like it was supposed to be a, an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship, even though I don't think polyamorous is a proper descriptor for it. 
what would this you call was, it? I, I think open was probably more accurate, where mm. this concept or idea was presented to me of just, hey, I'm very interested in this other person, and they're very supportive, and I like this person a lot. You know, how would you feel about this? And again, me trying to be the supportive person and like I don't want to deny you anything that you want like, that's not right like like if that makes you happy like that's something that I want you to have and that was you had an enablers mentality man more or less yeah yeah um, and at the time like I still think I was okay with it and like I still I still think it probably was very helpful and beneficial for them so like I don't even though it ended up causing strain on our relationship um, hmm. Did the so from an outside perspective? Yet again, I suppose what everybody saw was nobody was under the impression that she was in uh, a physical relationship with anyone else. But you obviously got put on blast on Twitter for being the only right. one, and everybody was under the impression that you had you know you had broken the boundaries. You had past these boundaries that were set and right. you're you're saying that that was probably just to hurt you that wasn't true it was just that it was it, more it was um it was a obfuscation of the truth done yeah. in an intentional way so that i look as bad as possible and uh, all the sympathy is directed to them and i get none if that makes sense i understand and, they, and, it's, and that you know kind of this is what happened to me. Feel sorry for me. Give me this validation. Mm -hmm. And um, and again, it's like that's frankly not true. Like uh, my partner had numerous extramarital, extra relationship instances, like since we started dating. Yeah. Um, and we were together for a long time. Like I was aware of a lot of them. And like again, even though there were times it was incredibly hurtful, I was trying to be supportive and helpful and not deny anything that they they were desiring or or wanting or or like if it if it's something that I personally could not provide but they needed mm -hmm. then it's something that they should be able to get for themselves somehow in some way one that's very sweet of you two you just implied that there were several times in which you weren't aware of it is that the case um Yes and no. Hmm. Um, I mean, like, there were times where I would literally be, like, hanging out with uh, a friend of ours in the other room. Uh, and, like, his girlfriend would be, like, hanging out with them or whatever. Um, and we, we would be playing, like, Final Fantasy Tactics or something, probably, and getting drunk. It was awesome. Yeah. But then, like, we would like look for them later and uh i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna cut off this line of thinking because i really don't feel like i need to go into details about yeah you like definitely that. don't man um, you definitely don't i yeah i'll just say that yeah there were times where like i wasn't given like forward notice or forward advance or like had my feelings considered is the best way to say it. I, like, I, there were numerous times where my feelings were not considered. I I completely understand. I've been in that exact same situation before. 
So you're not alone in that. And one, I want you to know that I hear you and I feel for you, man. And uh, for instance, I had a sit very similar situation. And when I confronted it, uh, the girl that I was with threatened to kill herself with a knife on mm -hmm. the balcony outside yep, in the that. apartment. Yeah. And yep. I had to, I had to physically intervene in the situation and uh, save her from herself, though I'm sure now looking back on it, she wouldn't have done anything. Mm -hmm. But I, I completely understand, man. I, I, yep. I have been there. Yeah, um, and I've, I've had to deal with the same thing where that that uh, control technique mm -hmm. was used upon me, and then I would have to drive to the hospital to make sure they're okay, or yeah. talk to my therapist or their therapist and have them both telling me the same thing and it was all just like a, a lot of very upsetting things yeah i can't imagine the emotional toll that that must have had on you i can yeah. only i can only guess that and i'm gonna move on to another one of the topics that was brought up at that time was you had a blog where you, it was a it was a very sex positive yeah physically open blog and I can only imagine that you probably did that emotionally to help you through the situation that you had been put in. That that was yeah. probably very calming for you. So that was actually something that I also learned about uh, when I went and did that therapy retreat. Was it, it became the sort of uh, the, the the vice for any kind of like self affirmation or validation or just feeling like someone actually liked me and didn't just make me feel bad all the time in the same way that someone uh would just drink a lot yeah or turn to drugs or turn to uh to, to, to gambling or, or, or violence or, or anything like that like that ended up being a sort of emotional crutch because I didn't know how else to make myself feel better. Validated. Or, like, or, or validated, yeah. Yeah. Would you say that you went over, like, overboard with that? Um, I think I do think it's completely unhealthy, yes. I mean, I do, as a individual, personally try to be very, like, sex positive and open and yeah. all of that because I, I do think I don't like the amount of stigma there is out there uh, same but i i do think it was extremely unhealthy of me and like that's not okay you put that video out man where you were you started crying and apologizing for if you did anything wrong to uh to your audience and your audience's eyes and that you had disappointed everybody and i immediately knew that 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 place you were in i i was like uh that I've been there. I've been in that situation where you have to apologize for something that you were just doing to make yourself feel better. Yeah. And I, I saw that. I could see that in your eyes. I could see that in the way you were talking, that that was, that was all that was. Um, I'm glad that you're more of a sex positive individual uh, on a more personal note. I, I've always found that to be very charming. The, oh, the downside of all of this obviously was that the things that you had done in private with other adults was given to the the major public and mm -hmm. there was all there was there's obviously the the infamous picture that was put around the internet 
at the time that I think was was probably what got everybody's attention the most. And have have you how have you how have you dealt with that and coped with that since then? Because um, that's that's got to be a huge breach of privacy. It is, and a large part of me has not coped with it. Really, um, it's 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 trauma. Uh, of course, there's like another way to describe it, like it was a traumatic experience, and it's something that like I still struggle with. I mean, I it's, it's just to me, if I were to look at that as just like any other person, like that's just like a Jared I don't know. To mm-hmm. me, it's not okay for anyone to use that to poke fun or bully or belittle or uh, shame or. And that's what it was. That, that's that's all it was. Because that's exactly what it was. A lot of people weren't able to get or see the context or know what's going on, or they just saw this as a bad thing. And that clearly I did that to hurt someone, and that's absolutely not the case. It was it was something like they're always aware of. There's something they're always supported, and this and all of that was just people just trying to be mean for the sake of being mean and that's just twitter these days well it's also just I mean, the internet in general yes yeah i mean that's an entirely separate conversation otherwise we'll go on that for hours but it's yeah just I'm a, sure. uh, it's just a all people want to do is feel like they're punching up mm-hmm. because they feel they have so little of their own value or things they got going on for themselves or working on things for themselves that rather than like doing that though it feel the only way they can get that kind of power is by tearing down someone else you mentioned that you had uh, grown a beard for the purpose like the extent purpose uh, the extent purpose that's not the right word but for the specific purpose of feeling like somebody else looking like somebody else not being yourself have you coped with that feeling yet and realized that that's not you know that's not healthy uh, I mean, I've grown a beard because I just kind of want to change up the look a little bit for myself. I also, low-key, just had some, like, weird, like, skin conditions developing around, like, my upper lip and nose that was causing, like, a lot of redness, and it was just looking bad on videos. So oh, that's a lot a, better I, of a reason. Yeah, I was growing a beard to kind of help that cover, cover that up. But then, yeah, there's also that part of me that, you know, maybe people would see that as, like, oh, like, this is like an evolution or like a, a change person yeah. and like not the same as like whoever that poor soul who is clearly in a lot of pain and doing a lot of painful things to themselves yeah and like wasn't that guy i hope you can i hope it, at that point then you can find a lot of um at least some comedic uh value in the punished jared jokes oh yeah a little bit yeah, that's uh, that that's probably the coolest thing that came out of this. Honestly, you got compared to to Solid Snake. Well, yeah. not Solid Snake, <laughs> Naked Snake. You yeah. got uh, you got compared to uh, one of the coolest video game characters of all time. True. Have are you still doing anything for that trauma and dealing with that trauma or anything like that? Uh, pretty much every day. What um, can I ask? Um, it's a lot of. I still do therapy. Um, I still talk to a lot of people. It's like still something I kind of personally work on and do a lot of introspection on. I have numerous journals that I uh, 
that I write down whatever thoughts on. Um, That's wonderful, man. Yeah, it's still like a lot of, yeah, it's like a lot of like just kind of personal things or, or personal growth or kind of reevaluating and refocusing what's important to me. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, like I will say I was able to very quickly learn like who my real friends were. I'm like, sure people who were like angry or upset or whatever, but like were still supportive. Austin versus a, a lot. Yeah, Austin. Austin was had your fucking back, dude. Well, again, like like I said, like there were numerous people and numerous friends who could see what was going on and was aware of it, but they like there's only so much that they could do. Of for course, me at the time, like there are a lot of people like that. Um, and I also very quickly learned just how many other people I thought were friends who were just more or less saw me as an opportunity or a stepping stone or networking or connection. You know it. I mean, you were yeah. you're in the you're in the business for it, man. That's exactly yeah. that's exactly the type of people you're gonna run it's, into. Yeah, and it's that like it was that Los Angeles Hollywood mentality that is so prevalent in YouTube because a lot of people just use that as like a springboard to get into Hollywood, and like I lived in Los Angeles for two years and. I look back on that and like I like I like despise like the kind of people I ran into all the time like I like even at the time like I would see them at parties or get togethers at whatever and like I can see like I could see them like what they're doing and what they're working on like how they're wrapping their fingers around certain things or certain people like it was the most bizarre thing to see well it's not a charming it's it's not a very charming look is it no I I when you see it and recognize it you're like holy shit this is how some people actually are. Yeah, I mean, there are several, there are several places where people are actually real people, very charming, individual, personable people. Yeah, Los Angeles is not one of those places, man. Yeah, that's Brandon, there, just not. Like, there are a few. There's a few exceptions to that rule. Like, I do know some people who live in LA who are absolutely wonderful human beings. Absolutely, but it's, it's yeah, not. It's, it's, it's not a, an end all. Yeah, it's like a vast minority compared compared to a lot of the other people that I unfortunately new slash met there well i only have one more question about the specific scenario of what happened to you and obviously um i i can cut this out i you can just choose not to answer because it doesn't entirely have all to do with you alone but there is a huge majority of individuals who look at that situation that you were in and then say um poor ross you know, like that he was he he was hurt by all of this or he was unaware or anything like that. And I, of course, I, I take everything with a grain of salt. I, I do interviews. I talk to all sorts of different types of people. And I, I try to get perspective on things before I make any judgments. But that has definitely been on my mind of if if your relationship that you had that even caused all of this has continued was was that something that that was on your mind ever that uh there was somebody else just like you on the other side of the fence i think it should be very very clear and stated that ross was very well aware of everything Mm -hmm. and supportive of everything that's wonderful I, and I I think that it, I think you're it, right. I think it's it was wonderful at the time. And uh he there was a time where 
one of the numerous times where I more or less had to run away from home. Yeah. He had actually flown up to Seattle to see me to like actually help and like talk me through things and like help me through uh, a lot of what I was going through. And when you when he came up to see you in Seattle, how, did he stay there for quite a while? He was there for a few days. Yeah. And did you guys like? T- did he take you out to make you feel better and stuff? Do you guys go get drinks? Yes. Yeah. We um we went and hung out uh, at his hotel for uh, one evening. We were trying to talk through things. Like I brought my my one of my journals with me to just talk about different things. Um. There's another night where we just got, like got dinner with uh, another friend of mine who was also painfully aware of the situation mm. in a, a much more closer uh, way. Um, so how did, after all of that happened, and after all of that blew over, so to say, what did it take for you to get back into work and doing what you were doing? Um, that was hard. That was the hardest part. The hardest part was just putting myself out there again. And that gets still difficult. Um, I would have done it much sooner, but I was like just in the middle of a, of a shit storm. Like I was trying to move out of a house. Like I was trying to split assets. I was trying to like get things figured out. Like, like one of the main complaints I remember about my resurgence video was people saying like, Oh, why did it take him so long to do this? It's because I was literally trying to find somewhere to live still and figure yeah. that out. Give me I always, I always assumed it was, you were talking to lawyers. No offense. Yeah. There, there was also a lot of that too. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely would have been doing that. Yeah. So a lot of it was just like, it's, you know, like you fall off the horse, you just pick yourself up and get back on. But like the emotional toil it takes just to do that it's still difficult and like that's why even now i feel like my video production quality slash quantity isn't where it's supposed to be because i'm still struggling with it like i'm still just saying like hey i'm still here i hope it's still okay to like watch my videos or like who i am you're still dealing with that trauma man absolutely because people still continue to try to shame or bully either myself or supporters into silence all the time would you say that you're would you say that you're happy yes yes right 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 now i feel great that's that's wonderful to hear man that's uh, that is this, this is the happiest i have been in like a half decade that that's what i wanted to hear there you go man yeah that was exactly what i wanted to hear i wanted to know and I think everybody else would want to know that you are, you're better. That yeah. even, even for all of what you went through and all the hardships you had, you're, you're better for it. Yeah. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you'd see that that way. Well, man, thanks for coming on. I mean, I, obviously it, we just kind of, this is really our first time ever talking, uh, face to face, well, face to face. I had, I guess over discord. Right. Well, I'm glad that you were so open about about things and that you were so happy to answer the community's questions. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thanks for coming and doing all this, man. Yeah, I'd thank love you to for do the it. opportunity. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I'd love to do it some other time if you'd like to be on with Barry or something, and we could just do an episode yeah. where all of us gather together and 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 talk about stuff. Well, yeah. uh. 
thanks for thanks for doing all this thanks for listening you guys this has been i'll discuss anything i'm patrick this has been pro jared jared do you have anything you want to put in or plug uh twitch subscribe yeah say 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 your say your twitch uh, twitch.tv slash pro jared there you go uh, youtube.com slash pro jared twitter.com slash pro jared instagram.com slash pro jared graham Ooh, fancy <laughs> all right someone well, else already I'm... took the name <laughs> all right well i'll talk to you guys later thank you for coming by i'm gonna stop the recording now